Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast. The minutes already where life with Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy 3. But know this, in the last days there will be terrible times, for people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, blasphemous, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, not able to reconcile with others, slanderous, without self-control, savage, haters of what is good, treacherous, reckless, puffed up with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to an outward form of godliness but denying its power. Turn away from such people, for some of them are people who, are, who worm their way into households and gain control over vulnerable women who are overwhelmed with sins, led astray by various evil desires, always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as Jannes and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these people opposed the truth. They are people of depraved minds, disqualified in regard to the faith. But they will not get very far, because their foolishness will be quite clear to everyone, just as it was in the case of Jannes and Jambres. But you have faithfully followed my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfast endurance, my persecutions, my sufferings, the kind of thing that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the kind of, kinds of persecutions I endured, and the Lord rescued me from all of them. Indeed, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. As for you, continue in the things you have learned and about which you have become convinced. You know from whom you learned them, and that from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scriptures God breathed, and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, well equipped for every good work. This is the word of our God. Here in chapter 3, Paul gets a little specific about things to watch out for and things to encourage. He begins by warning Timothy that Timothy is to do his work with a sobering conviction that times will get worse, that people will grow worse, and that opposition to the truth will continue to increase. The only fallback, the only uh, good feature that we see here is that those who oppose the truth will be seen quite easily, that their folly will be seen for what it is without too much effort. And that's really the first paragraph of chapter 3, that in the last days there will be terrible times. And then he explains in what sense will these times be terrible. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, blasphemous, disobedience to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, and loving, not able to reconcile with others, slanderous, without self-control, savage, haters of what is good. Oh my goodness. And the list goes on and on and on. That sentence is like three and a half verses long, right? Um, but I think it's helpful to, to kind of group that into different categories. Uh, people will be lovers of themselves and lovers of money. That lovers of themselves is kind of the first overall statement. And then the lovers of money um, kind of ties in with the next. And that if you love money, you'll be boastful about what that money can buy and what you can do. Um, it might lend you a, a sense of arrogance or personal pride in what you can do for yourself as a self-made person. 
Uh, they'll be blasphemous, disobedient to their parents. Really just throwing off any restriction, throwing off any idea of, um, of somebody else having, having a say on how I can live my life. Blasphemy, which is calling something not God, which is God, or calling something godly that is not godly, um, is, is in a sense really throwing off any restraint that God would have to come up with your own idea for God. And disobedient to the parents, it looks like in this whole long list of, of things that are very extreme sins, we've got, oh yeah, and they don't listen to their parents. But the, the thread of thought is the same, that those who throw off the authority of God in a very big way, in blasphemy, um, would also be characteristic of those who throw off the authority of God's representatives within the home, that of the parents. Continuing on, ungrateful, unholy, unloving is kind of a group that goes together, that it, it shows the negative of what is supposed to be there. We're supposed to be grateful, thankful. We are to live holy lives, and we are to love one another. You know, this is how they will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And what Paul is really saying is that the world, by and large, will not be characterized by Christian faith. It will not be characterized by Christian truth, and it will not be characterized by Christian action, which puts that truth and faith into, into everyday life action. And that's a strong warning in and of itself, because, because in previous generations, and even as late as you know, 30 years ago, and in some parts of the country, it's still true today, that as a congregation, as a church body, as a group of believers, you could make some basic assumptions about what a person understood or assumed about Christianity, and that the role of evangelism was simply to connect the dots. You could assume that people had some respect for the Word of God. You could assume that people had some um, idea that attending church was a societal benefit to them, either personally or professionally in some way, that it provided some sort of benefit and, um, and conveyed that sort of benefit to them. You could assume that you know, there, was, there was some respect for the authority of the Word of God, some idea that this one true God existed, some concept of the afterlife some concept of personal guilt, <laughs> and that you could assume all those things. And then as a church, all we had to do was connect the dots. All we had to do was put them together and assemble them in, in a way that was understandable and in a way that was uplifting, in a way that was in line with scripture. And then all we had to do was provide the invitation, come to, come to Christmas, come to Easter. And then they would say, oh, yeah, you're right. I've got these dots, really, that are just floating around in my head. And all I needed was an invitation. Maybe we'll go there for, for Christmas. Maybe we'll go there for Easter. Or they've got some other program like an egg hunt or Easter breakfast or something like that um, to help people get in the door. But the basic idea is that in previous generations, there was some sort of cultural assumption of Christianity, some sort of idea that there are some basic truths that everybody kind of agrees with. Um, among them, the existence of God, the existence of the afterlife, the existence of guilt, and the need to deal with that guilt, as well as the authority of Scripture. And that's not really present anymore. 
like I said, yes, it is in some in some areas in some pockets in the country here in the city of Toledo. It's still a place where you can you can talk freely and openly about where you went to church on Sunday and and what you heard there. But you might notice that it's a lot more a lot easy a lot easier to discuss that freely and openly with somebody who is in their um, late forties or fifties, sixties or seventies. Discuss that with somebody in their twenties. And you might get a different conversation entirely because the younger people generally have not grown up with that same set of Christian ethics, that same set of external Christian expectations. And at the same time, they are kind of in the active process of trying to dismiss authority from their own lives. I don't know if that is simply an age-related thing that you know people in their 20s or in their 30s or in their teenage years always like to push authority off and be their own authorities, or if it is, um, I think it is more of a widespread cultural shift, that it's not just that people in their 20s and 30s do this. Anyway, well, again, I'll get to that when, um, when I read my conference paper for the podcast in a couple of weeks here might happen before Christmas, might be after Christmas. I'm not sure. Got a few things to take care of here. But what does this all mean? What does this all mean? Paul warns Timothy that things will be bad, that things will get worse. But he doesn't leave Timothy wringing his hands as though the the sky is falling. He gives some very clear, very specific descriptions of what all these false teachings will look like and their effect upon everyday life. He does this so that Peter and us today, so that we can recognize what this false teaching looks like, as well as the contrast between what they are teaching and how they are living, and what it is that we believe and how we live. And on top of that, instead of just giving him things to say, watch out for, good luck, um, Paul directs his attention back back to what Timothy knows. But you have faithfully followed my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfast endurance, all these things. And then even on top of that, um, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters go from bad to worse. As for you, continue in the things you have learned and about which you have become convinced. And, um, and then he concludes that chapter with that memory verse that you've probably heard before, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus, etc. He does this to encourage Timothy that there's nothing to be afraid of, even as we live in these last days where people where things are going to be getting worse and worse. He says at the same time, you have confidence, you have certainty, you have clarity in the Word of God. So go ahead and speak it. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. God bless your day.